Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host who put the nut in health nut, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, we looked at kind of a funny topic, um, but seriously, or not, it was the benefits of laughter. So if you'd like to know more about uh, laughter therapy, then check out last week's podcast. This week, it's kind of an odd question. We're going to look at why do you want to even bother trying to be healthy? Is it to look good? Because a lot of us were bombarded with images of these super fit models, um, you know, the six-pack abs, 3% body fat, and we think that that's the way normal people should look. And it really is probably not the way normal people should look. Uh, they spend, most of those people are either photoshopped, airbrushed, but the ones that are for real, they spend their entire time, that's how they make their money, that's their profession, is looking good, staying in that particular shape. So that may not be a realistic expectation for most of us. Now, don't get me wrong. There's absolutely nothing wrong with using um, your looks or the way you fit into a certain outfit as a motivating factor for getting in shape. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But you may have to think about just exactly how far do you want to go just for looks. Well, what about to live longer? A lot of people say, you know, I, I want to live a long and full life. And those are probably two different things. A meta-analysis of all the research shows that Working out will add an average of seven years to your life expectancy, which seven years is a pretty good amount of time. But what about the full life part? This is where I think the real motivation comes in. It said 42% of Americans over age 65, that's darn near half of the Americans over 65, have trouble walking three blocks or getting in and out of a chair. 30%, that's one in three, fall at least once a year, and 84% are dependent on somebody else for at least one of their activities of daily living. That means that only 16% can make it through a day without either compromising what they want to do or having to have someone help them because of a lack of physical ability. In addition, the World Health Organization has figured out that physical inactivity is the fourth leading cause of death worldwide, with 3.3 million people dying each year from inactivity. Now, if you go look up the charts, because some of you will do that, and see if I'm correct, they don't list this on their uh, tables and charts. They figure that X amount of heart disease and X amount of cancer and X amount of this happen because of physical inactivity. And when you lump all those together, then it becomes the fourth leading cause. Matter of fact, inactivity contributes to 23 of the major diseases or health conditions worldwide and decreasing inactivity by 25% or actually increasing activity by 25% would prevent 1.3 million deaths worldwide this year. In those same veins, the CDC says that four out of five chronic diseases can be prevented or managed simply with physical activity. Inactive people spend 38% more time in the hospital per year than active people do. And 12% of all cases of depression 
and 31% of colon cancer, heart disease, osteoporosis, and stroke are all related to inactivity. Data from employee wellness programs show that people who are physically inactive miss about 3.5% more work, um, which is about 70 hours per year because of illnesses caused by their physical inactivity. So given all this information, we're all going to just run out and join a gym and start doing our at least 30 minutes of intense exercise every day. We're not going to miss a day. We're going to be motivated. And if you believe that's going to happen, we'll probably need to try to sell you some swampland in Arizona. Well, why not? We can agree that based on the stuff that I just said, it's a great idea to go exercise. You, you know, we don't want to rely on someone to have to come open the jar of pickles for us, or we don't want to rely on someone to have to help get us in and out of the shower um, whenever we're over 65. We want to be able to lead long, healthy, full, independent lives. So why do we not do that? I looked at the Heart Foundation, and they had a list of excuses for why you don't exercise. And all of these are very valid excuses. In the next coming uh, weeks, we're going to look at ways to not necessarily overcome these, but ways to trick ourselves into being able to start doing more activity and more exercise using these particular excuses as starting points. And, and I'll get into more of that in the next episodes. But too tired. And almost all of us can say we're too tired. You know, it doesn't matter if you're active or not. We just all feel kind of run down. Next one, expensive. And people say, oh, you could do your exercise at home. Well, if you got to go buy a set of weights or even a set of rubber bands, or I don't know, have you priced a pair of exercise shoes recently? You know, a lot of this stuff is not cheap. It's not inexpensive. So, you know, you look at it and you got a tight budget. Eh, I don't know if I can afford that. To me, the next one was the biggest one. I'll admit it should have been number one is I just don't have time. I'm a parent. I got three kids. I've got this going on. I've got to do this. I work 40 hours a week. I volunteer. I do, you know, time is a very, very precious commodity for all of us. The next one is it's just boring. I don't like to exercise. It's boring. It's dull. You know, how exciting can it be picking up heavy things and putting it back down? The next one, they kind of grouped all these together. It's the twos, the T-O-O-S. I'm too old. Uh, and you're never too old, but we'll get to that. I'm too fat. I'm way too uncoordinated. I trip over both my feet. I'm just embarrassed to try to exercise in front of some people. And the last one is it hurts. Now, from the most fit to the least fit, or the most active to the least active, however you want to put it, of people that are listening to this, I would just about guarantee that we could all pick at least one of those, if not more of those, that we agree with. You know, we're tired. We don't want to exercise. It, I, I just don't want to buy another $150 pair of shoes. I don't really have time. You know, I'm tired of running in circles. You know, whatever. You get you look at these and you think those those are not necessarily excuses. They're actually pretty good reasons why we shouldn't exercise. But we also know that if we don't do something to be more active, we're going to fall into that 85 percent 
that needs help, we're going to fall into the 40% that can't walk two blocks or get in and out of a chair. So how do we balance that? And I think the answer is we've got to break it down to such a small, little bitty action that it doesn't take that much time. It's not expensive. It's not that much effort. It's not that embarrassing. And so for the next little bit, we're going to work on breaking down some of these excuses and trying to help you overcome your reasons for not exercising and make it a whole lot easier and therefore making your fitness a whole lot funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, Please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.